tell you what I did. Everybody hear me? Um, I ate some ribs down the road here in a big old tater. And I got sick at my stomach. Then I got the hiccups about four or five times after I ate it. So I don't know what caused it. But uh, anyway, I about lost my voice yesterday. And I told him, I said, I may not have a voice in the morning. Because <clears throat> I've lost it several times before. But anyway, I still have it because of God's grace and love. And um, You know, sometimes we just don't pay attention, do we? I, I got to tell this too. I was sitting at the bench at the hotel last night. And there's a great big pecan tree there. It had the biggest pecans you've ever seen. And I couldn't help myself. I wanted to see how far along that pecan was because I wanted to eat it. And uh, I took that hole and I beat it on the bench there on the arm and started peeling it with my hands. And we got black walnuts up there at home. And if you mess with them black walnuts, they turn you black. I mean, they, they're dark. But little did I know that that wouldn't come off. And so I got... Uh, pecan stain all over my hands. Uh, just a little humor there. Sometimes we need to pay attention, uh, especially when we're in the house of God. Um, this morning, I, I want you to turn to... Huh? I didn't steal them. Uh, I want you to turn to the Gospel of Mark. I do want to thank uh, Brother Paul for asking me. I, I come uh, really not to, to preach, but I thought, well, if he asked me to preach, uh, I certainly will. So I come somewhat prepared for Landmark Baptist Church. And again, I want to thank you all for having me and my wife. Uh, as we read the Word of God, I, I see you all like to stand. I watch Paul preach from time to time, so... Uh, Mark chapter 4 and verse uh, 39 through 41. And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? That'll be our text today. If you want to sit, I've got a lot of scripture. You won't stand for the whole time. So, I want to I want to tell you a little bit about what's what's went on with me in the last year. I didn't know I'd be here at 60 years old. I had uh, several doctors tell me that I wasn't going to make it. I had a 60% oxygen level in my lungs. I had I've never been sick in my life. I've never took medicine. Um, now I'm on eight different medicines, uh, blood thinners. I've had uh, a stroke or two in both sides of my my poor little brain. Ain't much there, but. Um, and I still believe. I still believe. Uh, I ain't like what I've seen going on in the last two years. The title of my message this morning, I know we're, we're live, and, and uh, I've never much done that being on, on Facebook and such, but that's okay. It's called The Two Extremes of Faith, and it's really been a burden 
of mine, Moses told the children of Israel to keep the word close to them, put it even between their eyes uh, that they know it, knew it, and knew it well. We, we live in an age where I'm afraid our churches, the Lord's true church, is not as close to God as they claim. And, and I think that it's, it's a proven fact in the last three or four years that have shown some of that in different ways. Um, I went into the ICU and um, they told me, said, you're going to die, you're going to die. And then I think they told me a third time, you're going to die, if and if and if. Um, never faced that kind of stuff before. I then came home and thought I was ready to go back to work. And lo and behold, the day before I went back to work, I had a, a pretty serious stroke on both sides of my brain. I lost my right hand, lost some of my hearing. Uh, so my sight got weird for a while. Thank God it's all come back except my hearing. That's part of where I work. But, um, and after I had my stroke, I had a, a kidney issue. I only got one. I didn't know that. So a whole lot of things have happened uh, to me. And I've questioned my faith a lot. I'm not making my sins yours, okay? I want you to know that. I got scolded for this message uh, and I'm sharing this with you because it's a message that is dear to me, um, and it ought to be to God's people. Um, this text that we have in Mark, it's when Jesus was, I think, down there asleep, and they were excited that they were going to die in the storm. I tell you, life's full of storms. And we're not supposed to be like the world because we're a whole different people than the world. We're saved people. We're spiritual people, and we've been saved by the power of the Almighty Creator, and we need to start acting like it in our churches today. If we claim to be God's children, why do we believe in everything else that comes along? It breaks my heart for myself because I tell you, uh, maybe that's why God put me through the things he did. Uh, and he allowed it and maybe all purposely done it for my purpose, for his glory. Um, we'll go to the book of Second uh, Kings, if you will. Second Kings chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. This is the first extreme of faith that I want to bring before you. There was a man named Isaiah. He was the king of Israel, and he was a wicked man. He had a bad mother and a bad father. And uh, in 2 Kings uh, 22, 51 and 53, we see that his father's name was Ahab. Y'all remember that evil man. Uh, this king did everything that was wicked in the sight of God. 1 Kings chapter, or 2 Kings chapter 1 and verse 1, we'll start reading. Then Moab rebelled against Israel after the death of Ahab. And Isaiah fell down through a lattice in his upper chamber that was in Samaria and was sick. And he sent a messenger, or he sent messengers and said unto them, Go inquire of Beelzebub, the god of Ekron, whether I shall recover of this disease. And an angel of the Lord said to Elijah the Tishbite, Arise and go up to meet the messenger of the king of Samaria. 
and saying to them, it is not because there is not a God in Israel that ye go to inquire of Beelzebub, the God of Ekron, or the God of Flies. You see, we're not too far from this king in the day we live because we all run to everything else for help when we don't run to God. We're all guilty of it in some way or another. And we, 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 we see this man certainly has faith in the wrong place. And as we read on, 2 Kings 1, 4, Now therefore saith the Lord, Thou shalt not come down from that bed which thou art gone up, and but surely die. And Elijah departed, and when the messenger turned back unto him, he said unto them, Why are ye... T-? I'm sorry, I need to go back. I need to read verse 2. But the angel of the Lord said to Elijah the Tishbite, Arise and go up to meet the messenger of the God of Samaria, and say unto them, It is not because there is a God in Israel that ye go to inquire of Beelzebub, the God of Ekron. And now therefore, uh, thus, verse 4, King, uh, 2 Kings 1, 4, Now therefore, thus saith the Lord, Thou shalt not come down from that bed on which thou art gone up, but thou shalt uh, surely die, and Elijah departed. And when the, the messengers turned back unto him, he said unto them, Why are ye turned back? And they said unto him, There came a man to meet us, verse 6, and said unto us, Go and turn again unto the king that sent you, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, It is not because there is not a God in Israel uh, that thou sendest to inquire of Beelzebub, the god of Ekron. Why do you do this? Do do you not know that we serve a holy God? Is what what uh, what's happening here? Is this man is depending upon a false god, and therefore thou shalt not come. Well, let's see where I was at here. And uh, anyway, he said in verse six, "Thus saith the Lord: It is not because there is not a god in Israel that thou sendest to inquire of Beelzebub, the god of Ekron." And, and Elijah was saying this to the king through the messenger, and he said, Therefore thou shalt not come down from the bed which thou art gone up, but thou shalt surely die. So, uh, again, uh, doesn't like that news. And he said unto them, What manner of man which, he, which came up to meet you and told you these words? And they answered him and said, He was a hairy man. And girded with a girdle of leather about his loin, he was a he was a wild-looking man, one that if we saw on the street today would scare us to death. Maybe if Brother Paul get dressed up like that, y'all might have a good time with that. But you know, we ought to recognize the men of God, what's in their hearts and what they believe. We ought to recognize each other as God's children, because we possess. This is the body of Christ here at Landmark Baptist Church. We ought to recognize each other with the Spirit of Christ that indwells each one of us. The Bible, and and, and I have another message about faith, but I bring it out. The Bible is so full of Scripture in the New Testament that says Christ in you. We ought to not be a people that depends so much on the world and we push God aside. I ask God permission to go to the emergency room. 
I knew I was in a bad way. But that's what we're supposed to do. You know, we see faithful men all the way through the Bible that don't meet what we think we ought to see, but their actions are far more greater than what they look like. I'm not the speaker to say very well as a preacher. I've never been. I'm having a harder time now because of scarred lungs and one thing and another, but it's okay. It's because people say, how are you doing? I'm okay. It's okay. Because God's got this. I don't have this. God's got this whole mess we see laying before our country right now. God's got this. And we say we believe God. We better believe God. The little girl's song hit, hit the nail on the head. I believe. I believe that Daniel walked in a lion's den and he came back out. I believe the Bible. We're sovereign grace. We believe God is in control here. We need to quit being the King Isaiah of the Bible then. We need to start believing and, and, and having true worship and not be afraid to come here to the house of God and to sing with all our hearts and all our mights and honor God. We're not to be like this man, this, this extreme of faith. He had no faith in God, but in the things of the land of that day. Sounds like a lot of people we know, doesn't it? First Kings, Second Kings, one nine. It says, "Then the king sent unto him a captain of fifty with his fifty, and he went unto him, and behold, he sat on top of a hill, and he spake unto him, Thou man of God, the king said, Come down. And Elijah answered and said unto the captain of the fifty. If I be a man of God, then let fire come down from heaven and consume thee and thy fifty. And there came down uh, fire from heaven and consumed him and his fifty. And again in verse 11 of 2 Kings 1.11, and again he also sent unto him another fifty uh, with his fifty. This is the God that we serve. Do we believe that? And Elijah answered, verse 12, and said unto them, If I begin, if I be a man of God, fire come down from heaven and consume thee and thy fifty. And the fire of God came down from heaven and consumed him and his fifty. Preachers and God's children, God's people ought to be that close to God because we're a powerful people. It's by the blood that we belong to God, the blood of Christ that we belong to God. Behold, there came fire from heaven. I want to read that again and burn up the two captains of the former fifties. In verse 13, we see another fifty, and he sent again a captain of third of the third fifty with his fifty, and the third captain 
of 50 went up and came and fell on his knees before Elijah. He done heard what was going to happen to him. He done heard what was going to happen to him. You're going to die if you go up for that man of God. And he said, oh, man of God. You see, he recognized Elijah to be a powerful man of God. I'll tell you, our pulpits are weak anymore. They are. A lot of preachers are so afraid to preach the whole counsel of God. Yes, we believe the whole Bible. Brother Mark, we believe it. Do you believe Lazarus came from the dead? I do. Did you know only 20% of people believe the Bible to be the very Word of God in the day we live. Most people believe it's, it's, it's uh, 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 legends and just stories that were told over uh, centuries and time. They don't believe the Bible to be the Word of God. And that's people that go to church. God could have healed me I laid down that night in the ICU and everybody was telling me all the dreadful news about death and I thought, well, it's not so bad. I said, Lord, I'm in your hands. And I went to sleep. I wouldn't go lay there and worry about it. It was at that point that, that it could happen. I got a home in glory land. We've been singing that song for a long time. Do we believe it? I believe it. I have a friend who is crippled from here all the way down. He can't use his arm and he barely could walk. Actually, he's dead now. He went on from this life. I don't know where he went. I hope he went to heaven. I don't know. But he had a stroke. Don't think things can't happen to you because you're a child of God. None of us are innocent here. It doesn't matter who you are. None of us are innocent. We're all sinners. Well, you're a preacher. Ain't nothing bad going to happen to you. Well, that's, that's... John the Baptist had his head cut off. I'm afraid we're coming to a time in our time that we're living in this world that that may come about again. Don't think there ain't evil running this country. And God knows when our hearts are falling to the world and we'd rather listen to the world than we would the Word of God. What makes us, what builds us is to be sanctified by the Word of God. To be set apart from this world. Not to act like the world, like this old king here. He said, please, don't. Therefore, let my life, verse 14, now be precious in thy sight. And the angel of the Lord said unto Elijah, go down with him, Elijah. It's okay. Be not afraid of him. There's all kinds of storms coming, folks. i tell you what, I'm not the man I was a year ago, physically speaking. And it's okay. It's okay.
verse 16, Kings 1, 16, And he said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, For as much as thou hast sent messengers to inquire of Beelzebub, the god of Ekron, God's people, why are you running to the world? Like this king. Why are we doing that? Everything got away from normal and we went crazy. We got scared. Didn't we? Should we have run from God or run to Him? I don't have a church I've got to worry about kicking me out on my head. It doesn't supply my food. It doesn't, uh, I'm not saying Brother Paul does. I'm just saying I'm going to preach what the Bible teaches. God wasn't pleased with this king. He said, you're going to die upon your bed. And first, uh, Second Kings one seventeen says, So he died according to the word of the Lord, which Elijah had spoken, and Jehoram uh, reigned in his stead in the second year of Jehoram, the son of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, because he had no son. And now the rest of the acts of Isaiah, uh, which he did, are, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? You know what we noticed on vacation? A lot of young people have a bad problem with this goofy cell phone. They have lost all social skills. There's a whole lot of evil on this thing. There's a whole lot of dependence on this thing. We act like it's some kind of, oh, where's my phone? I forgot to take this one off. Boy, it would have been embarrassing, wouldn't it? Well, it's off now. How about that? Cell phones and computers. And we look to, to who's running the country. We need to pray for all those things. There's no about doubt about it. What people say. We ought to depend on the word of God. What does God say? I don't know if y'all remember, Paul was a, uh, one of the best preachers probably ever lived, even better than Spurgeon. And they stoned him and thought he was dead, and he got right back up and started preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Stephen was also stoned, and he died, of course. Why are we crying out to the world so much and not God the Father that we claim? I'm thankful I can call God my Father. Amen. I'm thankful that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. We need to be real careful about what we label as God's too in the day we live. If Satan is the God of this world, we certainly better take some advice there. Oh, how we often run to other gods. We've seen that extreme of faith of a man who was faithful in the world and false gods, and 
really, if we're honest with ourselves, we find that we're not too far from being a whole lot like that king. I don't think this has been bothering me for no reason, and I don't think when I knew I was going to, I told Paul I was going to come and see him, and uh, we had such a time this year, we decided we was going to take a trip ourselves. I don't go to work anymore, so it was okay. I don't have nobody to answer to except my wife. And all my, of course, Almighty God and my Savior. And the first message I thought of was this message. God's people need to be encouraged. We need to believe what we say we believe. Childlike faith is a far greater thing than people that think they know it all. Because they just believe. going to read our text again in Matthew chapter 4. And he arose and rebuked the wind and he said unto the sea, Peace be still, and the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. I went to sleep that night and there was a calm in me and I went to sleep. And that morning I probably tossed and turned a lot because I had to lay on my chest to get all that nasty stuff out of there, but my eyes popped open and I said, okay, Lord. Here we go. All kinds of storms are going to come our way. Your children are not going to be protected from this kind of stuff in this life. Sickness and death. Trials and troubles. Burdens. That break our hearts. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? Whether you have cancer and die, and I know that that's happened to people we all love. But God's got that too. I don't know if y'all remember, but our Savior was crucified on a cross, so he suffered, bled, and died. And he wasn't a sinner. Paul was a great preacher, and he had his head chopped off. So when things happen, they happen for reasons and purposes. Well, he was a great man. wonder why God allowed that to happen. Y'all ever do that? Well, he was such a good Christian. Why are you so fearful? And how is it that you have no faith? And I'm not being a hypocrite because I went over this and over this in my heart and my own life. You see, it's not that God doesn't hear our prayers when we pray and pray and pray. It's not that God don't think like we think. That's what it's about. Oh, he answers every prayer we give him as his children. There in Romans, he says that in Romans 8. That the Holy Spirit brings the things that we ask before him in the name of Christ. And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, what manner of 
What manner of man is this? What a man our Savior is. What a Savior. What a protector that keeps us no matter what. No matter what disease comes our way, no matter what uh, devastating thing that happens in our life or what storm comes along, there's going to be storms. Jesus has got us. If we don't, we're wasting our time. Right? If we don't believe that, we're wasting our time. There's a story told of a young captain on a ship with his family, an army officer. And the storm was great and the terror was really bad on the ship because everybody thought that they were going to die. This is the second extreme of faith. Just an illustration I wanted to use, and I think a very good one to point out the true point. This man was calm. He was on his way to his next military call, you know, to, to do his job, and he had his wife and his children with him, and his wife was pretty aggravated at him and upset because he didn't act like there was anything to fear. There wasn't anything to worry about. And she fussed at him and told him, said, why aren't you worried about your wife and your children? We could all perish here. But he calmly didn't say anything but kept, kept on being himself and calm and everything was okay. He made no reply to her when she said that to him, but he soon came to her with his sword and he pulled it out of his sheath or whatever you call it. And he stuck it to her heart. She looked up at him and smiled and he said, Dear, are you not afraid? She said, Well, no. I know that the man that loves me is holding the sword. Do we not understand that God, the Lord Jesus Christ, calmed the waves and the storms in our lives? He did. That captain knew his Savior. The story is told to be true. And he said, then why should I be concerned about the man that holds the storm in his hand? Simple story, but yet so true. We're are we at in our faith? Are we like the old king Isaiah? Are we like the captain who believed and knew that God knows every wave that moves upon the ocean? God knows every grain of sand that goes to and forward to the shore and back out. God knows every molecule, trillions of cells the human body's made of. That's a God that we serve. Isn't it? Then sovereign grace, a sovereign holy God in control of all things. Isn't that what we believe? A lot of our churches claim and holler, sovereign grace, sovereign grace. Do you believe it? We're all going to lose here as far as the flesh is concerned. 
But in the Lord Jesus Christ, oh, what awaits us. It's not in your pastor, it's not in me, not in your wife or your husband or your children. A lot of joy in children. That's a gift of God too. Why are we so afraid to show Christ in front of our children? Why are we so afraid to come to church where God commands us to do so? Do we believe in the sovereign holy God that that created every molecule of the human body and life and lets everything go that goes and everything that leaves, leaves? If I could have hollered for my mama to come alive, I loved her with all my life at that time. I love the Lord with all my life, I hope. And I'm, sometimes I'm a little scared to say that because sometimes I'm ashamed of myself. See, I'm not being a hypocrite. We're all fighting this battle, and the, the greatest battle is what we live in. But if we don't feed our lives the word of God, if, if we'd be acting like Hosea, the old kings that run to the gods of the world and said, oh, they got everything I need. You see, we don't belong here. Our children don't belong here. In Psalms 9, 9, it says, The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. Sometimes I've heard people talk about their doctors and and others in their lives more graciously than they do God Almighty. Be, be careful, remember, be careful what we say that's of God when we really don't know what we're talking about. David said, I have been young and now I'm old, yet... Have I not seen, Psalms 37, 25, have I not seen the, the righteous forsaken? You see, we've all had everything we've ever needed in this life. This church has been so blessed, like the one I'm a member of. So blessed with faithful people that love the Lord. We wouldn't be here. If we, if we, listen, without the love of Christ, what does uh, 1 Corinthians 13, I think, talks about love? And love, Paul kept saying, love one another. And that love is the love of Christ. That's the spirit of Christ coming out in you. I'm supposed to love my wife more in Christ than I am in the physical affection and love that we're supposed to have. And really, I'm supposed to overlook her failures, and she's supposed to overlook mine. She ought to see Christ in me. If she doesn't, that's my fault. Psalms 37, 26 says, He is ever merciful and lendeth and his seed is blessed. Sometimes we pray and we pray and we pray. I'm going to say this, and I'm not trying to put anybody on the spot, but you'll have someone here I prayed for so earnestly. I prayed for a lot of you folks here when Paul tells me 
about you. And I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. And then when I heard the news that God heard our prayers, I cried. What a joy it is to know that we're God's people and God hears us. Second Corinthians 1 Corinthians 1.3 said, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercy and the Father of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulations, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. Well, brother, you don't understand I've lost so much. You don't understand who God is. You don't understand who Jesus Christ is. Peter, don't you look at that storm. Boy, he did, didn't he? Real quick. Y'all believe Peter walked on the water? I do. Y'all believe there were three Hebrew children in a furnace that was so hot that the men died putting them in it? And there was a fourth image there? Do you believe that? Oh, I do. Do we believe Hebrews 13, 5? We're supposed to. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Let your conversations be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. Well, if it's all taken away from us right now, who are we going to run to? We're going to be like the soldier who was in the midst of the storm and knew, truly knew the Lord Jesus Christ. What man is this that can calm the sea? Do we really believe Romans 8.28? We use it a lot. Have you ever read the whole book of Romans 8? Man, what a book. Do we believe it? All things. That means death. That old king fell through the lattice and it says he was diseased. But then when he heard it was a man of God, he wanted him to come there. You know what he was hoping for? He was hoping for that man of God to heal him. Where's he at? Where's Elijah at? But when Elijah came there, he said, Do you not know that there's a God in Israel? He said, You're not going to come out of your bed. I hadn't preached but once in several months. Um... You don't think God ain't got purpose in this, and I don't know what to tell you. 
Psalms 46.10 says, says, Be still. And know that I am God. Don't you worry about them heathens that's running this country and this are trying to run this world. I will be exalted among the heathens. And I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. Do you believe that? Amen. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Thank you all very much.